I was working at a small studio for two or three years and that was like torture to me. And so I was considering quitting. I was like, am I not supposed to do this? And it's like, no, you just need the right scenario. You need the right environment. So if I had known that (laughs) for those first two or three years, then I I would have been able to just relax a little bit more and just take it all in. Hey guys, I am here today with Ashton, who is a good friend. She is a fitness, Pilates, and dance instructor. It's all kind of interrelated, so I think we'll talk about it all together, but maybe mostly focus a little bit more on the Pilates and the fitness side of things. Ashton, thank you so much for being on the show. I'm so excited to do this, Jameson. Thanks for asking me. Yeah. So how'd you get into the fitness industry? When did that start? What was the draw? Well, I grew up dancing, so I started assisting classes at a really early age, like 14, 15 years old, started teaching my own classes around 16, 17, went to be in a dance company right out of high school and toured and danced and taught classes and took classes for four or five hours a day. I did that for a year and then I just wanted to get back into musical theater and just teaching dance. Um, I didn't feel like I was supposed to stay with the company. So I did that for a while, started growing my classes over in Fort Worth. And then I realized, okay, I can only go so far with this income wise, unless I were to teach during the day at a school for like homeschooled co-ops or get a degree to be able to teach professionally at like a high school. I'm only going to go so far. So I was just teaching in the evenings, but then that would conflict with my musical theater rehearsals a lot. So I knew I still wanted to do musical theater rehearsals to be in shows, but also still be able to teach dance here and there. So I knew I needed something else to have as income. So a few months later, a friend of mine was telling me about, hey, you know, you should come try this Pilates class. There's a teacher certification coming up. And I had never done the reformer Pilates, which is on the machine. I had just done mat Pilates and it kicked my butt. (laughs) Um, I had never been so sore in my life after a ballet teaching teacher telling me to do like a roll up from the floor. And she was like pushing against my stomach and telling me to like, keep rolling up. (laughs) And I'm like, this is like impossible. (laughs) You need to be able to do this. So um, you need to keep doing Pilates. I'm like, okay. She told me that at 17 and I like always remember that moment. So I signed up for a free Pilates reformer class and within 15 minutes, I loved it. I knew I wanted to get certified, which is crazy. So afterwards, the instructor, she didn't even know me, but, and I hadn't mentioned doing the teacher training, the certification, but Uh she came up to me and she was like, you have great body awareness. You need to, you know, what is your background? I was like, well, I'm a dance teacher. And she's like, you know, that's usually, usually can make a great Pilates instructor from a dance instructor. So you might want to consider doing this. And I was like, yeah, that's why I'm here. Someone was telling me about this. I've never done re- the reformer before, but I'm down. And so I signed up, paid cash. Like I just did it. And if you signed a two-year contract with her at that studio, you got like a big discount. So that really worked out. But yeah, that's when I just got into it. Talk to me about that certification process. You said reformer Pilates. Are there other kinds that you can get certified in? Talk to me about that. The big one is reformer Pilates, which is a machine with springs on it and you can do full body workouts on it there's just hundreds if not thousands of exercises you can do Mm -hmm. it's all about the resistance of the springs 
pulling and working against your body to ultimately create muscle and strength. And then there's also mat Pilates, and that can be its own certification if you just wanted to teach mat Pilates at your local gym. Um, if they don't have reformers, there's also chair Pilates, which usually the reformer and the chair Pilates certi- certification will be in all together in one. Yeah. But yeah, and then the chair is like usually more advanced work typically. You said you used a mentor. Do you have to be instructed underneath somebody? Is it like an apprenticeship? What is that yeah, like? It'll, it'll usually be a class. Like a, it, It'll be a few months at a time to go through the course of weekend workshops. And you're learning all the exercises. You'll learn it. You'll teach it. You'll grab a partner. You'll teach it to each other. Um, and then she'll kind of like test you that weekend a little bit. Um You've got a workbook that you're going through. You're in most cases like writing essays and reading the original Pilates book together. And yeah, in my class, there were 10 of us. I mean, it's pretty intense. Like people will tell me about like how they became a personal trainer and they did that in like one or two weekends or, you know, different things like that. And Pilates, it's so intense. Like the one I did was, I think it was like five months, I want to say. Five months of like spending weekends primarily? Mm-hmm. Spending most weekends together training, mm-hmm. maybe four and a half months. Yeah. And it was really, really intense. And they say that's like a little certification. That's like the baby certification. Like, Which certification <laughs> is that? Which one did you get first? I What's did, it called? Um, Physical Mind Institute. Physical Mind Institute. Yeah. If you look at more classical Pilates certifications, like they can be six months to a year or two years of training. Then like, if you don't pass, it's like, well, too bad. Like, wow. <laughs> and like three people from my class did not pass their test out. It's just the way that you have to be able to cue and look at people and correct them. Like it's just different than typical fitness. You have to be able to use, know what you're doing on the machines and Yeah. So it's just really intense. It can be intimidating, but if you have that teacher background, it's all you're really having to do is learn the exercises. Yeah. So let's say somebody's interested in doing it. They're like, what's the bare minimum certification that they would need? How long will it take them to get that? Probably the shortest one would be a four month certification. Got it. And yeah, you could look into Physical Mind Institute. The more long-term ones are going to be Stott, Peak, and real Pilates. I've heard those are like the longer ones. And are those just more in depth? Do they like qualify you for different kinds of classes that you can teach? They're just just higher end, uh, more prestigious certifications. So Mm -hmm. there was one Pilates studio that I went and just interviewed at out in Dallas and I forget the name of it, but you had to be real Pilates certified. Um, I looked into it and it just looked so intense. And I'm like, you know, I love Pilates and I, I just don't feel like that is the route that I'm supposed to take. Like yeah. I have certification. I'm happy with the way I'm able to teach and my clients like my classes and that that's it for me. That's good. But some people want the really in-depth, okay, how would Joseph Pilates himself teach these exactly without changing a thing? So yeah, <laughs> it just depends yeah. on your personality, I guess. Was it just the classes that prepared you? Uh, I mean, obviously you said you did dance teaching for a while, so you had kind of some teaching skills. How do you practice your skill set? How did you get better at this job? Me and my friends would practice on each other. 
actually got certified with my friend Cynthia and we would just show up the, at the studio and teach each other for hours and work on our cues and make sure we had the names right and make sure our form was good. What are cues just for people that don't know? Um, how to phrase instruction for an exercise. So I'm okay. going to cue you set up in a certain way, but yeah, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> no, that's okay. That, I think you answered the question. So that's awesome. So Ashton, where do you find work as a Pilates instructor? Is it at gyms? Do you, do you work as like a contract worker? You go to specific studios? Like how do you, how do you do that? Yeah, it's mainly at gyms and studios, or you could start your own studio. One thing that my mentor, my main instructor through the certification would say is she was the first one to open her studio in South Lake. And then within five years of her opening that, there were like five to 10 other studios within just a couple miles of her. So the industry is growing rapidly in this area. Um, And it is a more expensive way of working out. You have to be able to afford between like $150 a month to, you know, $1,500 a month if you're doing private. So it's a higher end clientele than just like simple. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're looking at teaching at studios. You can work at a studio and teach 10 hours a week if you're, you know, a mom and you're just looking for extra grocery and gas money, or you can make a full-time job out of it and work 40 to 60 hours a week if you wanted to. Teaching at different studios, driving all across town, or if you have the clientele and you've built a business and you can just get some reformers on your own and people come to you. I know of someone that she said she was making 60 grand a year teaching 40 to 50 hours a week out in California when she was teaching. Yeah. So you can just make it what you want. I teach like 20 to 30 hours a week on average. I make a good steady stream of 40 to 60,000 a year. Yeah, that's pretty good. There's a lot that I could talk about on that. So you you covered so many different yeah. things. I want to take a step back real quick. So you get certified and obviously you can work in a gym, you can work in a studio, you can work you can start your own studio. Do you have a typical idea of like, what's the trajectory that most people take? They get certified. Now what? Now, how do I make money with this? Most people will just go and apply to some studios. Okay. Find one in an area that you like that seems to be established and they'll just go audition and start teaching from there. And it takes really like two years to get your groove, like and get on your feet and start becoming known as an instructor because usually when you're stepping into a studio they already have instructors that have been there forever that the clients like and they'll want to go to their classes over yours at first you just have to go in you have to be able to just kind of take command of the room and the people and earn their respect and give them a little burn everyone likes a burn whether they admit it or not Because if you make it too easy, they're just going to be like, well, why did I even come? Why did I show up? So you just have to be able to find your way. Just find a studio that you like. Yeah. So if you're working with a studio or a gym, are you having to find clients for yourself? Are they providing, is it kind of a partnership? Is, do you have to do your own marketing? What is that like? At most studios, they're doing the marketing and you just show up and teach. And that's what I did for the first two years at the studio I was at where I got certified. I just showed up, clients were given to me, 
And then when I wasn't getting enough hours there, I started working at Club Pilates and it was the same thing. Like I just showed up, taught for 10, 15 hours a week. Their classes were really big. So sometimes I would have 12 people in a class, Mm -hmm. but I wanted, I still wanted more hours. So then I switched to teaching at Lifetime and I can make more money there because it's fully commission based and I can get more in hours as long as I fill in the full class. But it's a little more of... Yes, they're giving me clients and sometimes people will just like literally come to my come to the Pilates room and be like, hey, can I sign up for classes or, you know, their friend will tell them about it and they're a member at the gym too. But I also have to work a little harder to get clients and keep them um, as opposed to just working at a studio where they're coming and I'm just showing up. Yeah. And is the compensation structure, is it like you get paid by the class, by the size of the class? And then is the studio just like taking a cut? What does that look like? With the first studio I was at, it was, I believe it was 30 or 35 an hour. Okay. I think 20, 25 for the first four months that I was an apprentice teacher. And then Club Pilates, I believe it was 15 an hour. And then they give you two or $3 a head. So if you have 12 people in their class, you can make, what is that? 45 an hour, maybe. Mm -hmm. And then lifetime, it's different. I get 11 to $14 per person and I can have six people in a class. So it's fully commission-based. So I have to have people. (laughs) There's a little more pressure, but I can make 87 minus tax in an hour. So I feel like it's worth it because it it keeps me going. I don't just have to show up, which is kind of nice sometimes, but uh, it keeps me talking to people on the floor, out on the fitness floor. It keeps me motivated. It's like, okay, make sure I'm connecting with people. Make sure I'm talking to people all the time. So yeah. Are you pretty much approaching people in the gym or on the fitness floor? That's how you're bringing in people to your classes? I also, I'm really good about having what they call discover classes on the Lifetime app. Okay. So it's just a free 30 minute class that is on the app on my time. Hmm. People can sign up and try Pilates. And most of the time they'll sign up unless they're just a teenager who wants a free class. And I've started, you know, pointing yeah. them away and be like, no, you have to be 21 or over to take this free class or whatever, unless they come with a parent. So yeah, I do those demo classes and that usually gets me a lot of people. Awesome. So Ashton, I'm going to shift gears just a little bit here. I want to talk about what I consider to be the kind of the main portion of the show, which is what does a day in your life look like? And feel free to be as detailed as you can so that people really get a picture of this is what it would feel like if I was a Pilates instructor. Monday would look like this. Maybe Tuesday might look like this. And I know it's probably changes day to day, but give me an example. So I will start with I fought long and hard for my schedule. To start in 2017, when I got certified working at that studio that I had a two-year contract for, I was given like the scraps of yeah. hour-wise. Um, you have to work your way up to the good classes. Yeah. So like working Monday, Thursday nights, random Wednesday mornings, Saturdays. <laughs> um So once I switched to Lifetime, I saw an opportunity where the the main instructor, she was going to be retiring in the next year or so. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to get my foot in the door, start working here so that when she retires, I'm like next in line for her classes. Yeah. And that worked out really well for me. I totally believe that was God's timing for me. But schedule wise, I work Monday through Friday. I go in at 845, teach nine 10, 11 a.m. classes, and then have some privates after that sometimes. Private being like a one-on-one session with with someone? Yeah, yeah. yeah so privates, sometimes duets where like a couple comes together, 
summer it really does slow down i've noticed that in the last two years people go on vacation and stuff like that but yeah so monday morning i'm it's really the same thing monday through friday but i get up at seven i i get ready i have my breakfast i go to work i'll usually pack workout clothes and work out myself afterwards or if i have a small class i can work out with them if they're okay with that and then i come home i do my back therapy i do i eat lunch get ready for rehearsals if i'm doing a show currently and yeah i just have i have a lot of freedom and i yeah that's good it took like three years for me to get to the schedule that i wanted because i didn't want to get up before seven and i didn't want to be working it in the evenings so that i could do my show but it, it sounds like if you're starting out, you get certified and probably for the first you know, year, two, three, you're probably just taking whatever you can as far as yes. what, with whatever studio, whatever, whatever the arrangement is, you're taking the scraps and you're building up your skills, maybe building up clientele. And yep. until you can kind of be like, yeah, this established and you can start to choose your schedule a little bit more. Exactly. Awesome. So what percentage of your time do you think you spend not in the classroom? Are you doing any kind of administrative stuff? I know you said you do a little bit of kind of sales and bringing people in. Like what's the stuff that's not I'm doing Pilates? I do a little more managing at Lifetime as opposed to the other studios where I was just showing up and teaching. So at Lifetime, I'm in charge of plugging my people into the app so that I can track their sessions and get paid correctly. So I'm constantly texting them. So let's say I have 40 to 50 (laughs) clients that are currently in classes or doing privates. They can text me at any moment, 9 a.m., 9 p.m. at night. And I usually try to reply within an hour to tell them, yes, like, yeah, you can come tomorrow or yes, let's change your schedule for next week. It's a lot of communication back and forth with the client. Yeah. So that, that can, that's always on. I can't really turn it off and I've had to learn to just be okay with that. I'm usually in charge of running my own payments. So if someone signs a contract for two privates a week for three months, I have to run that. And if there are any issues, if their payment's not run correctly, I'm in charge of like calling them and asking for the correct payment method. So that can sometimes stack up and get a little overwhelming because I don't necessarily like that part of the job. Yeah, the heavy administrative stuff. Yeah, I I don't like that part and the paperwork, but it pays more to be at Lifetime and I like the atmosphere better, so. I'm around more people my age. That was a big plus for me. So I've just learned to grit my teeth and be okay with it. So, yeah. how, how many hours a week do you think, just on average, would you spend not doing class stuff, but still work-related stuff? Probably two hours a week, just okay. keeping everything organized. So not a ton. It's not a huge right. portion of the job then. Right. That's good. Yeah. What other uh, certifications are helpful, if any, or is it really just, no, you only kind of need one to get your foot in the door. Do gyms or studios like to see a lot of certifications or are they usually just looking for, we just want somebody who can teach this kind of Pilates? They'll usually just look at one Okay. to have multiple doesn't hurt. I mean, I feel like my dance background does help me a lot with bringing in a certain kind of clientele. A lot of them like my dance background. But yeah, I don't think it's a disservice if you don't have like a ton of certifications and management hiring team would agree. (laughs) Yeah. Do you think most people doing what you do, do it part-time or have most people found a way to make it their full-time gig? I feel like it's really half and half. I know a lot of instructors that do it part-time and are successful and they're you know probably are have another stream of income in the house or 
or they just have another job. And then I know a lot of people that do it full time that are either studio owners or are just there at the studio like for 40, 50 hours a week and they're happy with that. Yeah, I can't really say it's- It's a good mix is what it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So it's possible to maybe be a mom or somebody with a family and still have this job as a part-time thing. It's not like you have to give up your career. Yeah, and- That's good. With Club Pilates, when I was teaching there, I was a lot of mom instructors. Like they were just, they could afford to get a certification, go through the course, and then they were just teaching 10, 15 hours a week and they were happy with that. I just wanted to be able to grow more. So I switched over to Lifetime. In your experience, is it mostly women or what percentage of men do you think are involved in Pilates? It's like 80% women. It is. That's what I would guess. Yeah. Yeah, in other countries, it's totally opposite. Like the men are all about Pilates. Like, oh, interesting. But yeah, people think it's kind of, the guys over here in America think it's kind of girly. I know, it's <laughs> so funny because if you've ever done a Pilates class, it'll kick your butt no matter who you yeah, are. It is it not is girly. Not really <laughs> <laughs> it takes yeah. a man or a woman <laughs> to be able to no, do that. it's so hard. I usually I'm crying. They're like, yeah. oh. <laughs> back next week <laughs> awesome ashton what do you think is the hardest part of the job what's or your least favorite what, what makes it challenging probably if i have a difficult client <laughs> that just is always wanting some sort of refund always complaining about one thing or another and i just can't figure them out and i mean pilates was designed for people with injuries for the most part but yeah. if they just have so many things holding them back that it's just because you want to be able to give them some sort of hope. But yeah. if they're just in such a, a bind that you can't, that can be really frustrating. You mm-hmm. kind of feel like a failure as an instructor. But yeah, the biggest thing is if clients are just not getting long and you are like, well, this is this supposed to be a drama free zone. Yeah, I just I just don't like that at work. Because yeah. I enjoy the rest of the job so much. I'm like, wait, what is happening? Why, why is this not working out? <laughs> the people side is often the, the most difficult part of almost any job. But, you know, it, it has different flavors <laughs> depending on what it is that you actually do. Yeah. Okay, so we talked about the hardest part of the job. What do you feel like is the best part of your job? Definitely when people just thank you for what you do and what you give to their to their bodies and their day. I had someone tell me yesterday that I helped them get through the pandemic and just help them have mind and they feel like they probably just wouldn't have made it. They would have just had crazy suicidal thoughts if they didn't have something to look forward to every day. And yeah, so just comments like that are usually just so encouraging to me. Yeah, I think exercising is one of the best things that you can do for yourself and for your body. It's awesome that you get to work with these people so closely and yeah, exercise fights depression. The science is clear on that. So it's really good that you kind of can be almost mental health, you know, because physical health impacts everything. It really does. So that's really good. So yeah, so the people can be the most difficult part, but also the best part of the job is what it sounds like. (laughs) Really? Fair enough. So Ashton, you've been doing this since 2017. What do you wish that you knew when you first started? Hmm. What didn't you know that you would be like Ashton (laughs) from 2017? Let me tell you this, because you're going to need to know this. Oh man, let's see. Probably just that it's going to be hard no matter where, what studio you work at. It's going to be hard in different ways. <laughs> There's no perfect scenario right yeah. off the bat. Yeah, because now I feel like, okay, Lifetime is pretty perfect for me. 
but I know it's not perfect for other instructors. They're going to be happier at a small studio, but mm -hmm. I was working at a small studio for two or three years and that was like torture to me. And so I was considering quitting. I was like, am I not supposed to do this? And it's like, no, you just need the right scenario. You need the right environment. So if I had known that <laughs> for those first two or three years, then I, I would have been able to just relax a little bit more and just take it all in. Yeah, I bet. So you talked a little bit about compensation, but this is a big part of why people get started in any job and they kind of want to know what's realistic entry level, what's realistic once you're a little bit more established. And then what if, if you're just absolutely the most successful that you can be at this job, what's possible to make income wise? Can you talk to all three of those? So you can start, let's say you're certified, you're probably going to start as an apprentice and get... Um, like 75% pay for the first three or four months. 75% of like what people are spending on the class? 75% um, of what a normal Pilates Oh, I see. Gets. Okay. So you're probably going to get 20 to 25 an hour um, mm -hmm. for those first couple months. And then once you're not an apprentice anymore, average 30 to 45 an hour wherever you go is average. And then with places like Lifetime where you can, you can make a little more money, you're looking at 40 to 85 an hour. And then with privates, usually it's about 50% of whatever you're charging. So I charge 105 an hour and I get about 50% of that. Once you, you I mean, if you're doing it out of your house, you could charge 75 an hour and keep all of that. You've been doing it for a long time. You could charge 150 an hour if you're just like, the best Pilates instructor in the, in the area and you do exactly what Joseph Pilates taught. People, people really like that. We talked a little bit about like what's your favorite part of the job. Slightly different question. What part of your workday do you look forward to the most? When are you having the most fun? Is it teaching a class? Yes. Yeah. We're usually hackling in class together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Someone said something ridiculous and we're just all laughing and having a good time together. Those are the moments I'm like, oh, I just love doing this. I love creating an atmosphere where we can like work out and work on ourselves, but have some conversation here and there and just have funny moments together. <laughs> yeah. How stressful do you feel like the job is? I mean, if I have a client that really struggles with balance and they're just really wanting to try the more advanced exercises, I stand right by them because I am nervous because <laughs> I yeah. do not want them to get hurt. Yeah, so it can, it can be stressful at times, but I've learned to only do certain things with a certain kind of clientele. So yeah, stress can come from clients maybe going outside of their abilities and you're like, <laughs> yes. okay, I don't want, I do not yeah, want you getting hurt on my watch. This one, and they're like, no, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> can you sign this waiver real quick before you do that though? Yeah, <laughs> like, they all yeah. sign a waiver. Yeah, we'll that's good. <laughs> Awesome. Are there any other similar jobs that you considered or are tangentially related where it's like, hey, if you do this, then you might be able to make money doing this as well? Hmm. Or or not? Is this kind of a unique thing? I mean, TJ Pilates is very unique. People will compare it to yoga. They'll say, they'll ask me, well, why don't you want to be a trainer? Or why don't want you just want to teach yoga? And they're just different. Like Pilates, it's like resistance training, but low impact. It's kind of like mm -hmm. in between yoga and training, if that makes sense. Yeah. I, it's just, it's just my happy place. So yeah, I would, I don't think there's really a lot that is similar to it. 
because you're on this like crazy contraption you're on this machine that looks like a torture device <laughs> but everyone knows what training is everyone knows what yoga is but I still get asked all the time what is Pilates yeah <laughs> so it is very unique and a lot of people are like what is that it's like is it just core are you just working your core the whole time I'm like yes but it's full body so it's like working from the core out that's what I have to constantly tell people I think obviously if this is something that you're interested in doing, you probably have some idea of what Pilates is. You've probably taken a class. So you kind of have an idea, like you said, you know, within 15 minutes of taking your first Pilates class, you were like, oh yeah, this, I can I do this. I just felt so good on my body. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, I need this. I'm going to, I'm going to kick people's butt doing this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Yeah. That's, that's the like teacher coach in you. Like, come on, yeah. you can do this. You can do this. <laughs> I know that about you. Um, yeah. Do you feel fulfilled doing the job? Like, does it meet your needs as far as like, yeah, I feel like I'm doing good. Or is there something else that you'd rather be doing? Or, or is it, do you feel like you've found a good fit for your life? I really feel great where I'm at. I feel like it's, I get to help people. I get to do the workouts myself. Sometimes I get to just be in that environment. It's social. I love being around people. So if I would say if you being around people drains you, you know, probably don't want to become a group fitness instructor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel very fulfilled. If, if anything, I've always told God, like down the road, if this doesn't work out or if I'm going to do something else, I would want to like be in a dance company full time. Like, yeah. The only other thing that I could ever consider doing or being like in a traveling musical theater troupe or something. But I'm like, no, Pilates is definitely filling my life right now. And I love it. Well, and I know that it's allowed you to pursue some other passions. That's how we met. You know, we did musical theater and, mm -hmm. and I know that yes. you still do that. And so it's, you're able to have a fun life outside of just work. And that's really, that's really important for a lot of people. You know, most people don't want to just live just to work. And right. so it's good to have other opportunities out there where like, yeah, I've been, I've worked hard. I've been able to set my schedule. And so now I'm able to pursue the things that I care about. And that's really cool. This is kind of a fun question. Do you have any funny on the job stories or like horror stories where like, oh my God, that day was the worst? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have one. Um, a client fell in the machine, not off the machine. Like she fell in the machine. <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> so it, it was an advanced class and this woman had just come back from a break from not doing it you know, since before the pandemic. Uh -huh. um, and she, she was adamant. She was like, I, I know, like, I've been doing the intermediate classes, you know, for a month now, can I please start coming to the advanced? And I'm like, okay, like, there are going to be some exercises that are really challenging. And like, we take the springs off completely on some of them. So you have to really be able to hold your core and pull yourself back in. And she was like, it's okay. Yeah, like, I want to try it. I'm ready. So <laughs> we start one of the exercises. She does a few reps and you're basically on all fours. Your hands are on the front edge of the machine, but then the carriage, the moving part, your knees are on that and you press out. And if you have a spring to pull you back in, it's easier on your core, but halfway through, I have them take the spring off and I say it's an option. She really wanted to do it without the spring. <laughs> so she goes out, her arms are forward. Her head is forward, like to the floor. Her arm is stuck. We had to call, we had to like get her out. Um, her arm went numb. Um, we called for help. The paramedics came and got her out, took her in a wheelchair out of oh, no. the building. Um, so it was, it was pretty traumatic. Um, yeah. Injuries but, are a real thing that can happen. Yeah. 
episode that was not a uh, she was laughing she was smiling the whole time like she was like this is my fault I know like you're good like I know it's, it was a hard class <laughs> she's like I know I probably pushed myself too much and so it, you know she and she's doing okay I keep checking on her she's yeah that's fine good. but yeah, it's but, hard. I'm sure it's hard as an instructor to walk that line because you're like, of course, you know, people are adults. They get to decide what, what they want to do. But at the same time, you're like, listen, I yeah. I kind of know your readiness. I don't think you're ready for this yet. And they're like, no, yeah. I am. <laughs> well, I even had a client that took a long break and she wasn't in great shape and she came back and wanted to jump right back into the intermediate class. And I said, well, you've got a lot more injuries now. You need to jump back into the beginner class. And so she just, she complained to management. She was so mad. She felt like I was kicking her out of the class. And I'm like, no, I'm doing it to protect you. Just come back to the beginner class for a month or two and we'll get you back in the intermediate. Like it's for your own good. Like I want your injuries to heal, not get worse. Yeah. But she quit. She's like, she, she's like, well, I'm not coming back. So you have people that just, you just can't please them. We've mentioned injuries a few times. And you said that Pilates is like a kind of an exercise system that's meant to work around injuries. Can you, yeah. I'm curious, can you tell me a little bit more about that? Because yes. I have, I have a bad shoulder and I have um, kind of a messed up ankle from old sports injuries. Is that yeah. like designed to work around that? Pilates will help. It'll definitely help loosen up the joints um, while strengthening them. It's elongating your body and elongating your spine. So Joseph Pilates says you're only as healthy as your spine. Hmm. Uh, so if you're stiff and you can hardly move, like that's going to stay with you until you start moving. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I've had people that have had a teenager who tore ACL and soccer and Pilates was the first thing besides PT that she started doing mm -hmm. and she really feels like it helps get her back on her feet and just help prevent further injury because she like wanted to be back on the field in six months and so she was able to do that and she really thinks it was Pilates. I've had people who were in car accidents and their neck was all out of whack or their shoulders, elbows, and just the movements of using the resistance but it's not just like a heavy resistance that you're yeah. standing and you're doing bicep curls and you're just lifting the weights up and down there's nothing wrong with those things but it's just the movement genes that joseph Pilates designed so specifically for the human body that it just really helps heal injuries yeah. <laughs> and um, i've experienced it i got achilles tendonitis from dancing on point a couple of years ago and Pilates was really the only thing that didn't hurt. Huh. <laughs> um, there were days it was really sore and tender and I just couldn't even work out at all. Wow. Uh, it was so inflamed. But Pilates was like the one thing that I was like, okay, I'm at least going to lay down and massage my calf on the bar and do some footwork and just do some feet and straps. Like those were the things that felt really good. If I was out on the floor trying to do squats or, you know, jog or other things, like I, I just couldn't do it. Ashton, I got one more question before my final question. And it's really just, have we missed anything? Is there something else that you can think of? Imagine I'm, I'm your, you know, 20 year old friend. I'm like, Hey, that really sounds interesting. Like what would you be telling them? Or do you feel like we've covered the important stuff? I think if you want to be a Pilates instructor, you have to really know yourself. I think one thing that's helped me as a being a Pilates instructor is being able to adapt to different people. Pilates is for everyone, so you're going to get all kinds of clientele. So I work with 12-year-old gymnastics and gymnasts, and I've worked with 70-year-old 
pilots, like, <laughs> you know, so just everything in between, you have to be able to adapt to what they need and what their bodies can and can't do. So if you know that about yourself, you'd be a great Pilates instructor. And then also, <laughs> this might sound funny, but if you, if you have a really like loud voice and can really like project maybe I mean there are certain Pilates studios that that's great for but if you're in a smaller more intimate setting like I am at Lifetime Mm -hmm. like my soft-spoken voice is perfect for it and my clients comment on that they're like we love your little giggle we love your like soft calming voice like I don't feel stressed it matters yeah yeah and then I I know some instructors that are just like "Ah, yeah like just the whole time (laughs) that's stressful to me. Like when I go to Pilates, I just want to be chill. So it just depends on what kind of, what kind of Pilates atmosphere you want to work in. So that's something to consider and know about yourself. Like, okay, well, I'm really good at like the gung ho type of classes or no, like I haven't really soft spoken. I'm going to need to work at a small studio. Yeah. I think that's a great piece of advice for anybody. Know yourself going into it. And that's, that's one of the questions I tend to ask going in, but I feel like you've answered it in so many different ways through your other answers is, you know, who's not a fit to go into this job because I want to close the doors for people who's like, listen, find something else because this is just, you're not going to be a fit for this. So I know there's a lot of people that like to work out and, you know, they, there can be like kind of a certain hard charging personality, but it's different when you're leading other people and you kind of need to be able to adapt. Yeah. Like you're saying to each of your clients. Definitely. Awesome. Okay. So final question, Ashton, what's the best practical advice you would give somebody who wants to do what you do? They, they finished listening to this podcast. Like what's the very next step you would say, should they be researching online? Is there, is there a specific place they should go? Yeah. Just look up Pilates certifications near me. Look at the timing of any of them that are coming up. Look at how long the certification is going to take. Uh, look at it financially. I'm all about paying in cash. You're just paying up front so you don't have to worry about paying something off later. Yeah. Yeah. And just look for one that you feel is a good fit for you. Um, it sounds like that certification really does, really is what's needed to prepare you for the role. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. good. There's a lot of certifications that are, you know, professional ones out there and you don't know is like, is this really, is this just taking a box or is this actually helping me do the job? But it sounds like your experience was, you know, you did the certification and in tandem with that, you also practiced with your friend who also got certified at the same time. And and just that's, that's really how you got good at the job. Yeah. Just go and do it. And it's going to be hard, especially like I didn't even have Pilates reformer background before I went into it. A lot of the other people there had been taking classes for years. So they already knew all the exercises. They were just going through the course. Yeah. So it's harder for me because I'm like, wait, what is Pilates 100? What is, you know, footwork? What is all this? I had to learn the names and learn the exercises, you know. But yeah, just look at different certifications, Stott, Peak, Physical Mind Institute. Um, yeah, and see what's kind of a fit for you, it sounds like. Yeah. Ashton, thank you so much for agreeing to be on the show. I'm really excited to release this episode. I'm thinking it's probably going to go out around a month from now based off the schedule that I've got. So yeah. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for listening to the What's That Job Like podcast. Two quick things. One, please subscribe and review the show. It takes less than a minute and it does a ton to help. Two, I would love your feedback. Is there a certain career you want to hear from, a question you'd like me to ask my guests, or anything else? Let me know. My email is jameson at whatsthatjoblike.com. 
Again, that's J-A-M-E-S-O-N at whatsthatjoblike.com. That is also where you can email me if you are interested in being a guest on my show. I am rapidly trying to get hundreds of interviews because I think that's how this whole project will come together and help as many people as possible. So again, please subscribe, and I'll catch you next time. Thank you.